Welcome to today's message by Pastor Tommy McMurtry of Liberty Baptist Church. Liberty Baptist Church is located in Rock Falls at 2002 Ninth Avenue, just across from the Dillon Grade School. Pastor Tommy would like to invite you to be a part of their Sunday services. The Sunday school hour is at 10 a.m., followed by their morning worship at 11 a.m., or their evening service at 6 p.m. They would also love to have you be a part of their midweek services on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. We hope you will get a blessing this morning as Pastor Tommy brings you a message from the Word of God. All right, so good to be back today. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Pastor Tommy McMurtry from the Liberty Baptist Church in Rock Falls. Hope to be a blessing to you today. I'd like to invite you in three weeks, we are going to be celebrating four years. Four years ago, it is hard to believe it's already been four years, but four years ago on September 11, 2011, we had our very first service and what an exciting day that was. And I'll tell you what, the Lord has blessed over the last four years and we're going to be celebrating that on September the 13th on Sunday morning. Uh, It's just three weeks away at 11 o'clock. Love to have you come join us that day. It's going to be a good time. And I tell you, just to, I'd just like to say thank you to all of those uh, who have visited our church, and for especially those who have been a part of our church these last four years. Uh, you have been a blessing and help and encouragement. And I, I tell you, I, it's hard to believe every Sunday when I get up and I preach in church, I'm you know preaching to a group of folks that four years ago I didn't know any of them. But now they're like family to me, and I feel like I've known them all my life, and it's just kind of the way it goes in church. And I'm very thankful to be the pastor of Liberty Baptist Church, and I hope that you'll come and give us a visit. Um, if not that day, anytime, everyone, you are welcome. Anytime, any service, we would love to have you. And so hope to be a blessing today. I hope you will uh, get something from this today that will be a help to you. And if anything, I'd like to right now... Try to give you a good dose of medicine. Proverbs 17.22 says, A merry heart doeth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit drieth the bones. A merry heart is good for you. So I'm going to give you some medicine right now. It's Sunday morning. We want you to go to church uh, with a good attitude and with a smile on your face. Uh, you don't want to be one of those people that just kind of come in grumpy and just bring the... Uh, happiness level down so hopefully this will lift you up a little bit this one's a good story here it says an old preacher was dying and he sent a message for his banker and his lawyer both church members to come to his home when they arrived they were ushered up to his bedroom as they entered the room the preacher held out his hands and motioned for them to sit on each side of the bed the preacher grasped each of their hands sighed contentedly smiled and stared at the ceiling For a time, no one said anything. Both the banker and lawyer were touched and flattered that the preacher would ask them to be with him during his final moments. They were also puzzled. The preacher had never given them any indication that he particularly liked either of them. They both remembered as many long, uncomfortable sermons about greed and covetousness that made them squirm in their seats. Finally, the banker said, Preacher, why did you ask us to come? The old preacher mustered up his strength and then said weakly, Jesus died between two thieves, and that's how I want to go. Well, I hope that was a blessing to you. And let's try this one here. Because I, I think this one's pretty good. Because, you know, I've met a lot of people that have very charitable attitudes, very giving spirits. 
uh, that are just always anxious to see people help, but as long as they're not the ones doing the helping. But listen to this story. I think this is good. A big burly man visited the pastor's home and asked to see the minister's wife, a woman well known for her charitable impulses. Madame, he said in a broken voice, I wish to draw your attention to the terrible plight of a poor family in this district. The father is dead, the mother is too ill to work, and the nine children are starving. They're about to be turned into the cold, empty streets unless someone pays their rent, which amounts to $400. How terrible, exclaimed the preacher's wife. May I ask who you are? The sympathetic visitor applied his handkerchief to his eyes. I am the landlord, he sobbed. Well, in case those weren't good enough for you, I've got one more. I got a bonus one today. Sometimes women are overly suspicious of their husbands. When Adam stayed out very late for a few nights, Eve became upset. You're running around with other women, she charged. This is in one of those lost books of the Bible. I'm just kidding. You're being unreasonable, Adam responded. You're the only woman on earth. The quarrel continued until Adam fell asleep, only to be awakened by someone poking him in the chest. It was Eve. What do you think you're doing, Adam demanded. Counting your ribs, said Eve. Well, I hope you got those ones. I thought they were pretty funny, and I hope that's a blessing to you. If you have any jokes you'd like to uh, send in, just send them to LibertyBC2011 at att.net. Also, you can send in questions, prayer requests, uh, comments about the show, any that you would like, and we would appreciate those. LibertyBC2011 at att.net. Well, now on to a more serious note. This morning, I was I was trying to decide what to talk about, what to teach. Um, I decided, you know, I would like to talk to those who are listening, who maybe are not Christians, people who are not believers. I don't know who all's listening. That's the thing when you're uh, talking on the radio. You don't know who's out there. You don't know who's listening. But chances are, there are some non-believers out there listening. And I've got something especially for you today. If you are a believer or you're somebody who claims to be a believer, I hope you'll listen too because there are some really good things that you could get from this too. But um, this message really is to the lost. Because the truth is, one thing that I hear quite a bit when you talk to people about uh, Christianity or just about going to church, many people reject Christianity, they reject church, and they reject the Bible, and they do it all based on uh, believers, um, other Christians. Hypocrites is what often gets brought up. They will bring up how they are better than most people in the church, and they'll talk about all the sorry examples of Christians that they know. And you know, that is that is tough when you deal with that, because there are a lot of bad examples out there. But if you're one of those people out there that you don't want to go to church because uh, you've got a problem with a lot of people who claim to be Christians, you got a problem with people in the church, this is for you today. I'm not going to be mean to you. If I'm going to be mean to anybody, it's going to be the believers. One thing we see in the Scriptures that when Jesus would speak to the sinners and the lost, He was generally very gracious with them. But when He'd get to the religious crowd, He'd be all over their case. Um, he often rebuked people for their hypocrisy. And I, the first thing I just want you to understand, you know, don't get mad at Christ 
for people who claim to be Christians. Don't reject Christ because of somebody who just calls themselves a Christian. And there's just a few things I want to show you that the Bible teaches that I hope will be a help to you. And the first thing is that not everyone who calls themselves a Christian is a Christian. There's a lot of people out there calling themselves Christians that are not. There are many people today, and even in other countries, that do not like America. One of the reasons they don't like America is they see America as a Christian nation, with the majority of people being Christians. And I'm sorry to say that is not the case. There, are, We are not a majority Christian nation today. We're not even close to close to it. Now, there might be a majority of people who claim to be Christian, but as far as a majority of saved people, there is absolutely no way we're not even close. But Matthew 7.13 says, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. I wish I could tell you that these hypocrites that you're talking about are a small minority, but I'm afraid they're not. I'm afraid they are a majority. But the Bible says don't go at the broad gate where the majority are going. It says enter in at the straight gate because narrow is the way that leads to life and few there be that find it. Don't look at what you're seeing going on in most places. okay? Because most places are doing it wrong. Most churches today are not preaching the truth. And that is just a sad fact. But Matthew 7.15 goes on to say, Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. Ye shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire, wherefore, wherefore by their fruits ye shall know them. And then here's a verse I really want you to notice. Verse 21 of Matthew 7 says, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? Talking about preaching. And in thy name have cast out devils. Maybe a lot of these uh, TV preachers that you see doing all these supposed miracles and thy things. And in thy name done many wonderful works. You've seen the goofballs on TV that blow on people's faces and make them pass out and pretend they're healing people. They pretend to do these many wonderful works. And maybe some of them even do wonderful works. But Jesus said, and then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. It is just a fact in life and in throughout the Scriptures that not everyone who says they are a believer is a believer. Not everyone who calls himself a Christian is a Christian. And many people today are rejecting Christ. They're rejecting God's Word. They're rejecting Christianity because of people who are not even Christians to begin with. They're not saved. They're not following Christ because of people who are on their way to hell and they're letting those people deter, you know, keep them from doing the right thing. Don't do that. Don't make those excuses. Most of these people that you're talking about probably aren't even saved. And so uh, don't listen to them. 
Not everyone who calls themselves a Christian is a Christian. But even if they are a Christian, even a true Christian is capable of sin. Galatians 5.16 says, This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Okay, now, this is written to save people because a lost person cannot possibly walk in the Spirit. They are dead in their trespasses and sins. But a saved person can walk according to the flesh. And that's why he's telling them, walk in the Spirit so you don't fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. But if ye be led of the Spirit, ye are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. He names off all these things that are the works of the flesh, and he's telling Christians not to do them. Don't walk according to the flesh. If you do, you will do those things. He said, walk in the Spirit. In verse 22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ's have crucified the flesh with the affections and lust. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. So notice that uh, you know, admonition to walk in the Spirit so we don't fulfill the lust of the flesh. And many times, as Christians and as believers, we fail to walk in the Spirit. We walk in the flesh. We set a bad example for those around us. And many people, unfortunately, will use that as an excuse not to follow Christ, not to become a Christian, they will basically use our infirmity of the flesh as an excuse. And that's a, that's a mistake. Because here's the thing, and this is not just your fault, okay? If you're lost and not a believer, it's our job as believers to get the gospel to you. It's our job as believers to set the example. It's our job as believers to show you what the scriptures have to say and to set that example. But here's the thing. Many true Christians, we have failed by pointing at us and at ourselves instead of pointing people to Jesus Christ on the cross. John chapter 12, verse 32 says, And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. This he said, signifying what death he should die. Now, I could spend the rest of this time showing verses to you about the cross and about what Jesus Christ did for us. But when Jesus died on the cross, he was dying for the sins of the whole world. Jesus paid for the sins of the world. It's his blood that cleanses. It's his blood that saves. Our salvation is all about Jesus Christ. It's not about our religion. It's not about our church. Salvation is by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. And as Christians, we're supposed to be pointing people to Christ. And unfortunately, oftentimes we point people to ourselves. We like to talk about how good we are. We like to talk about uh, you know, how you know, great and wonderful we are. And the truth is, we're just not that great. And Christians today are just failing miserably in pointing people 
to Christ. I mean, Christians, unfortunately, you know, some of the the methods and things we use, it's like we, we treat lost people like they're, I don't know, like they don't know anything. Like they're just completely foolish, like they're just incapable of understanding anything. I mean, we have Christian, quote, Christian people today, you know, having things like Christian rock concerts. And they'll say that we're using that to point people to Christ. Now, why would you use the lust of the flesh to point people to Christ? That's not going to work. Alright, we use the things of the Spirit to point people to Christ. And listen, lost people are smart enough to understand. They know what rock music is. They understand what it is. And us just taking something wicked and something evil and calling it Christian does not make it good. Lost people get that. Unfortunately, Christians don't. And it's just ridiculous some of the things that are going on in church. Just the lust of the flesh, the wickedness that goes on in churches with the music, with the type of entertainment they have. I mean, just with some of the teaching that's going on in there that has nothing to do with the Bible, but yet they'll use the name of Christ and they'll use Christian terms and things. And many lost people can see right through it. They know it's not real. They know it's fake. But one thing they don't understand is that these people that are doing these things are not Christians. They're not real believers. And as Christians, as true Christians, we've got to do a better job of pointing people to Christ. And if you're lost today... I don't want you to get looking too close at me because you're going to see I'm still a sinner. But if I can get you looking at the Savior, then there is a chance for salvation. Too many times, all people can see is the followers of Christ instead of Christ. And we've got to get the focus off us and we've got to get the focus on Jesus Christ. That's what's going to make the difference. Don't look at me. Look at Christ. See, the Holy Spirit... He will always point us to Christ, but the devil will always point us at bad Christians. Revelation 12.10 says, And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now has come salvation and strength in the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. Okay, Satan, he's the accuser of the brethren. He's always pointing out the faults that are in our life. But as Christians, as true believers, we're able to overcome Satan's accusations, not by our good works, not by claiming that we are not guilty. We overcome him. In verse 11 it says, They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. The reason I'm going to heaven today is not because of my works. It's because of the work of Jesus Christ. It's because of what he did. And you've got to understand that that Christians that are out there that say they're going to heaven, if they're a real Christian, they're not saying they're going to heaven because of how good they are. They understand that they are not good. They understand that there is none righteous, no, not one. But they believe God's word when it says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. And the Holy Spirit, he always points people to Christ. But unfortunately, many people today, all they can see are the Christians, the believers. And you know who's going to point you at them? 
It's going to be the devil. And he's especially going to point you at the bad ones. He's going to point you at those churches that are having the rock concerts. He's going to point you to those churches and those Christians that use the lust of the flesh and the filth of this world to try to attract you. And he will, he's going to show you how hypocrite, or how hypocritical that is. He's going to show you how phony it is. He's going to continue to use those people as they continue in their sin and they just, uh, Prove more and more to be a bunch of crooks and a bunch of phonies and wolves in sheep's clothing. And he's going to tell you that, hey, if that's what Christianity is, you might as well keep on doing what you're doing because you're better than they are. That's what the devil does. The devil points you at other Christians, but the Holy Spirit, which is the one that draws us to salvation and draws us to Christ, he will only point you to Christ. Now, the Holy Spirit will use believers that are walking in the Spirit to point people to Christ. But He doesn't point you to the believers. And an example of how the Holy Spirit uses believers in Acts chapter 8, verse 26, says, The angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. And he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge of all her treasure and had come to Jerusalem to worship. And this man, he's sitting there and he's reading the book of Isaiah. And the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. The Holy Spirit told Philip, Go talk to this man. Go strike up a conversation with him. And hey, I notice there you're reading the book of Isaiah. Do you understand what you're reading? He said, How can I except some man should guide me? And he desired Philip that he would come and sit with him. And then he began, he read, read the scripture from Isaiah to him. And after he got done reading the scripture, I love what the Bible says in verse 35. Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. He didn't preach unto him Christianity. He didn't preach unto him about Christians. Philip didn't get up there and talk about himself. He talked about Jesus Christ. And we see, as we read that story, we see that man get saved. And then we see him go and get baptized. And what happened? The Holy Spirit got used Philip to point that man to Christ. And the Holy Spirit can use us sometimes to point people to Christ. But he's not going to get, the Holy Spirit's not going to get people looking at us. Okay? And if you're lost out there today, and if you're looking at Christians all the time and letting them stop you from doing what you know in your heart you should be doing, understand that's not the Holy Spirit. That is the devil getting you to look at Christians, the accuser of the brethren. He knows our faults. He knows everything about us. He knows about our weakness in the flesh. And he will get you focused on us but the Holy Spirit, He's going to get you focused on Christ. And a good Christian will get you focused on Christ. And that, and if you're a Christian listening, we've got to get back to doing that. Don't just get them point, don't point them at you. Point them at Christ. See, it's not about the Christians. It's about Christ. Our church, Liberty Baptist Church, it's not about the Baptists. It's not about the people in the church. It's supposed to be about Jesus Christ, the one we serve, the one that we're trying to obey, the one whose word we're trying to follow. And Philippians 2.5 says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, 
who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Jesus Christ, He has a name above every name. It's at the name of Jesus Christ that we can be saved. It's because of Jesus Christ that we have the hope of eternal life. It is about Jesus Christ. And listen, folks, stop using people who call themselves Christians as an excuse not to give your heart to Christ. Please do not do that. You are not going to stand before Christians someday on Judgment Day. You're going to stand before Jesus Christ. And you need to make sure that you've given your heart to Him. And I'm afraid sometimes that we do. We get so concentrated on getting people focused on us so they'll come to our church and be a part of what we do that we forget about Jesus Christ, that it's about Him. We need to get people looking at Him. He's the one that's going to make the difference. My church can't save anybody. My church can't guarantee anyone access into heaven. We can't do that. We don't have that power. We don't have that ability. Jesus Christ is the only one that can save your soul. And I hope that you'll get focused on Christ. I hope you'll start looking at Him. Take your eyes off the believer. Look at Christ. The best way you can get a look at Him is in His Word. Get you a Bible. Read those Gospels. Read the stories of Jesus Christ. If you don't have a Bible, you can call us. We'll give you a Bible. We want you to look at Christ. We want to point people to Christ. He's the one that can save you. God hath highly exalted Him and given Him a name that is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. If you've never accepted Christ as your Savior today, I hope you'll do that. I hope you'll start looking to Jesus, look at the Savior, look at the cross, think about what He did for you, and just give Him your heart. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah, I hope this will help you. Thank you for listening to the message this morning by Pastor Tommy McMurtry of Liberty Baptist Church in Rock Falls. We hope you were blessed and invite you to tune in next Sunday at 9.30 a.m. as Pastor Tommy brings you more truths from God's Holy Word. For more information about Liberty Baptist Church, visit their website at experience-liberty.com or you can email them at libertybc2011 at att.net. Thank you.